0: Welcome to the Funeral Nation web show, the best effin' web show. Welcome everybody to Funeral Nation episode number 19. I am Ryan Thogmartin, a.k.a. Kid Social. That is Jeff, the Funeral Commander Harbison. We are coming to you, we're almost at episode 20. It's been 19 weeks that we have run this show uh, and the buzz could not be bigger. Everywhere we travel, the email. So thank you to the the funeral nation, our F inners out there, uh being innovative, F and hustle, F and change, uh everything that we're all about. Um so Jeff, welcome to episode nineteen. Hey man. Great to
1: be here this morning and course, it's nice to have a cigar here midday, and obviously a little libation to make sure it go down a little bit better.
0: That's right, make the day smooth. Jeff, what do we have coming up on this episode nineteen, where we change things up a little bit?
1: Yeah, it's it's going to be a little different because we want to address some things uh, that we're hearing feedback from the funeral nation on things that they want to talk about, listen to. So we're going to talk a bit about relevant commentary of some things that are going on that we actually started and now it's getting some traction. Uh, you were just at the re- recent, uh, Canada symposium. So yep. we're going to have a few folks there making some comments. Uh, we'll have a spotlight on the funeral director that's posthumous. Uh, the WTA segment is, it's, uh, it's I think you can watch the super bowl from wherever you're going. You could take it with you. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, anyway, so we have a lot to talk about. You know, you and I have discussed the top issues of 2016. We foresee this coming about. They're almost the same ones that finished up 2015. Consolidation of businesses and funeral homes, strategic alignments working together. And you and I are really pushing, and you've done a great job with Ask Kids Social, and I do it quite a bit with the funeral commander, of building a brand, right? And so, I thought it'd be a good idea today if we take that a little bit further and discuss w- what folks have been giving us feedback to fenders out there, particularly along the lines of consolidation and strategic alignment. And to define that a little bit better, consolidation doesn't always mean that you're buying out, right? Strategic alignment, consolidation means that you're taking the best of two resources and putting those together so that you can meet the needs of whatever audience or your customer base. And so a grand example of that is, well, we saw it a few weeks ago where at Need Credit and the folks at CareCat have a strategic alliance that one had one thing, the other had something else. Uh, You and I are an example of that from what I'm doing with the Funeral Commander blog and what you're doing socially with connecting directors and disrupt media. So what are your thoughts about where we're going and how do we how do we
0: work for strategic alliances and brand building? Well, I think the first thing we gotta realize is that everybody's a media company. Social media has completely opened up the door for every person to be their own brand, not just the brand behind the company, but a, but a personal brand, and we've talked a lot about that. And you're exactly right. Our strategic alliance here with Funeral Nation is helping us both personally brand as Kid Social, the funeral commander, as a collective group of of two people that are they're pushing innovation, pushing that F and hustle, the F and change. All the things that we talk about, this is a great example of a strategic alliance. And there's a lot of this happening and it's been a big conversation. Um, I, I talk about it more on on the personal side. How can we utilize each other's talents to build something like you and I have done. You know there's a lot of great speakers that that, that do in this profession they do the, the whole circuit of the state shows, the national shows. What well, you know, and then in the off time they're not doing anything. So why are they not, you know, using that content, breaking it down and really building a personal brand? The time has never been greater to do that, and it's never been easier. If you look back, you know, ten years ago, Facebook didn't exist, this didn't exist. I mean, in in a short ten years, one decade. Everything, the entire game has completely changed. So, um, those strategic alliances are easy to do now and they're so more impactful. I mean, in 19 short weeks, I mean, that's just a blimp. We've gone from reaching zero people to 18,000 people a week and that continues to grow. And Everywhere we travel, we hear people talk about Funeral Nation. We hear people talk about the Funeral Commander. We hear people talk about Kids Social. We hear people talk about your companies. We hear people talk about Disrupt. It all works together, and it, it just blows my mind that 10 years ago, none of this was possible because none of this exists. I mean, the Internet's only 20 years old, and I know there's some geek out here going, well, the Internet's been around since the... I get it, but the way we use it now... only been around 20 years um it it's not even married yet so there's so much possibility jeff it really excites me but until this profession realizes how lucky we are to be alive during this era um you know the fact that we're human beings and that we're here is a huge privilege um and to be alive in this era where we have these tools and these outlets at our hands is, is is phenomenal. Unless we figure out how to harness it, uh, it's going to waste away. We're going to have a lot of regrets. So the Internet isn't going anywhere. Um, until we embrace it and align in a way that, that's going to be positive, um, you know, we're, we're missing out. I agree with you. And, you know, uh,
1: I wrote two uh, blogs recently the last couple of weeks about innovation and stepping out and taking a chance, uh, maybe even being ridiculed along the way. Right. Um, I'll tell you what something I read this week, and and I didn't realize it, which I think is sheer genius, just to tell you what a tweet can do in a business. Almost all of us are familiar with Sears, at least the oldest ones of us are. And we used to get our catalogs for Christmas that came in. It was exciting. And then we'd go shopping. We'd see Santa Claus there. But I've spent some days in some Sears stores as a kid. Well, then along came walmart right well walmart um they took business away from some of the local entities that were there the mom and pop shops undoubtedly they took business away from sears just like you had lowe's and home depot taking it away from local hard- hardware stores but let me tell you what the genius was here and it was this simple have you ever been to a sears store up until maybe even recently where they had a cart yeah, no walmart put in a cart because every time I ever go in there, dadgummit, it's full of stuff I didn't even come in for. <laughs> so there you go with effing change, F and hustle, F and pay attention. And there's so many bright funeral directors out here that have great ideas. Right. And one of the things we want to talk about today as part of this commentary is let's start, let's start the dynamic shift of moving away from talking to, let's start talking with, Right. right? right that's where we have strategic alliances and brand building let's build this as a platform that we can start talking and communicating with each other to make this business better got great ideas bring them up here that's okay? Right. because we're going to start working with you on those and we have some some really exciting things we're going to be doing at trade shows as well that this may even turn into a huge deal right yes sir. So we have to hold that for a bit
0: that's
1: right well who is it that uh Sponsored this little commentary we had here. Yeah, he knows these guys, right?
0: Our new segment, segment slash commentary slash soapbox segment was brought (laughs) to us by Disrupt Media. Disrupt Media is a social-first marketing agency serving the funeral profession uh, with their funeral social design process. Learn more at disruptmedia.co. So, Jeff, I was just at this. Past week, the Canis Symposium in Las Vegas for two days. Um, I mean, what that is an organization that's doing a lot of innovating within themselves. Very progressive group of funeral directors that's there. One of the most valuable parts of that symposium is they do an hour Q and A session um, with nine different experts, and you get to bounce around table to table uh, and, and just Q and A one on one, one on ten. I mean, amazing. Um, but we were—I was able to get some interviews with some of this, the keynote speakers uh, from that event and asked one question to all four of them, and that one question was, "What is the biggest driver of the cremation trend?" And it's neat because every all four of them had a different response. So we still don't really know what how to harness the cremation trend um, in a way to. Collectively, make it valuable for the profession, but there's some individuals that are doing a great job of that on their own. But um, so it, we 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 hear from Paul Le Masters with Le Masters Consulting, Cody Schuen with Everlearn Associates. We hear from Chris Reynolds, who is the product uh, manager at Batesville, and we hear from Glenda Stans- Stansberry, who is with the. Uh, let me make sure I get this right insight institute and she's also a celebrant so she brings a a really cool perspective on cremation and uh, each one of them have a different view on what's driving cremation uh this we call it a trend but I, i don't think it's going away i think it's here to stick so um let's roll that tape
2: Hey, uh, Paul Lemasters here from Lemasters Consulting, and uh, uh, I, I've been asked uh, what's the biggest game changer among consumers that's driving cremation, and uh, let me put a little spin on it. I, I want to uh, focus on what's the, what's the driving force be tw- behind consumer and cremation liability. Uh, specifically, why do we have more and more lawsuits? Why do these things settle for big bucks and w- what's going on out there? What I will tell you, the biggest problem we have right now is that operators and arrangers, uh, they're doing great and they have fantastic policies, procedures. They do everything great. The problem is is that the consumer doesn't understand the policies and procedures and how it should happen. So they have a, one set of expectations. Operators and arrangers have their own set of expectations. Boom, they don't meet up, and the problem that results is the consumer doesn't understand, and they think something is wrong, and they sue. And it's just getting worse and worse. As cremation goes higher and higher rates, all we're doing is we're getting ourselves in front of consumers. We're altering and changing the laws, the rules, the regulations, best practices on our side, but we're not telling the consumers about it. So when it's all said and done, consumers are left with uh, what just happened. And uh, as long as that gap continues to grow, you're gonna see more and more uh, consumer-driven uh, liability, and it's, it's, it's not a pretty sight except for the attorneys. But uh, I don't need to be that happy, so we need to fix it. Uh, that's what I'm seeing as a changing in the uh, profession.
3: Hey everybody, it's Cody Schuen coming to you from EverLearn Associates here at the Cana Symposium. And one of the questions that often came up during this convention was, what is the largest driver of cremation? And I think the sad reality is, it's us. I I think it's us as funeral directors, I think it's us as operators in cemeteries and crematoriums. I think that we are really failing to innovate. And that's one of the themes that I spoke about consistently here at the conference when I opened it and when I closed it, and that is that those operators who choose to innovate are the ones that choose to thrive. Uh, And those that don't, sadly, may not survive because the world that we've always known as funeral and cemetery services is evolving at a rate that is so rapid now that we barely recognize it. It's almost unrecognizable. And so one of the main ingredients to correcting that is innovation. And that innovation starts not only in our products and services and what we do, but it's also with our people, with the teams that leaders work with and how we invigorate a sense of purpose, again, in what we do. And without that, how can we expect our customers, our client families, to be invigorated with what we do? It just doesn't add up. And so that's the first step is innovation. And uh, and I really do believe that it starts with us.
4: Hi, I'm Glenda Stansberry. And I've been asked to talk about what's driving the cremation trend. I think part of our issue is we need to divide that question. What's driving the, the choice for disposition for cremation may be a whole lot of factors. Um, environmental, people just don't want the idea of being buried, there's and, and the unfortunate fact that we have um, priced cremation too low and it needs to be the same as embalming but you know those choices are out there being made. The second part of that question is why are people choosing cremation without having some kind of memorialization or some kind of service and I believe that piece is really the, the big question that is driving us because People have seen the kinds of services that we offer. The cookie cutter, the non-personal, the oh my God, he said that last week and he's gonna say it again this week kind of approach. And as the rising number of people who are identifying themselves as not affiliated with church, not affiliated with religious aspects, uh, are being offered nothing else, they're making the choice to take their urn and walk out the door and they're gonna have a party, they're gonna have a, a gathering of some other, in some other setting, and the funeral home is left with not being able to serve that family, not being able to charge that family, not being able to offer the kind of services that we should be doing. So cremation has, has two aspects, and the, and, the, and the deep aspect is what are we not offering that people are looking for, and how are they getting it in some other way?
0: Hi, I'm Chris Reynolds, Product Manager at Batesville. Why consumers are selecting cremation? I think one of the key drivers is, as consumer demographics have changed, consumers are interested in different things, and cremation gives them the opportunity to to do something maybe less traditional. Um, Many of of the consumers today aren't interested in doing the things that perhaps their fathers, their grandfathers, um, people before them had done. So cremation gives them some additional flexibility to be less traditional and try something new. So I think that's really one of the key drivers to why consumers are selecting cremation. Jeff, I think it was a, a outstanding interview um, with, with those four people that we were able to get that commentary. Um, you know, what, what are your th- thoughts on that and who brought us the interview segment?
1: I think it's, it's fantastic, in fact, um, it's interesting, insights are different, but this that's the discussion that's going on in the industry. Right. We talk about consolidation, we talk about aligns, we talk about brand building. The, the need is, how are you gonna do that for the trending cremation? It ain't going away, okay? It's just not going away. So anyway, uh, great job out there and uh, we appreciate everybody contributing there uh, on that little interview segment. Uh, this was brought to you by Atney Credit, which has payment plans for Atney families. Uh, we had them on a few weeks ago, and I think there's another <laughs> consolidation coming up soon. Anyway, they're leading the way with funeral payment plans that are designed to improve cash flow. Uh, visit Atney Credit and learn how you can train your firm to have a zero-account receivable funeral home.
0: Excellent, Jeff. Let's get into one of our personal favorites uh, this segment. This is where we come back to the discussion. Every single spotlight on a funeral director is being submitted by colleagues and others in the profession. Um, and it's great to highlight those making a difference in their community because that's what we're all about. I mean, the show is designed to push the innovation and make that effing and change. And these funeral directors are doing that. So who is our spotlight on a funeral director today? You know, this is
1: uh, really interesting because it was submitted to me. Um, This is actually a legacy spotlight and done posthumously. Um, June Natal, she actually passed in 2014. She wrote a book called The Mortician's Diaries, right? She was in the business 50 years, uh, 80-year-old grandmother, undertaker, and she's basically seen it all, and she captures it in this book. Think about the changes she saw in her lifetime. In The Mortician's Diaries, she combines equal doses of charm, Humanity, human reality, that what is still even considered a taboo subject. It's sort of a prairie home companion set in a mortuary. The book features memorable, that's a hard one for me to say, memorable. um, Stories of regret. I wish I'd kissed him in the morning before he had his accident. What was my last conversation? Renewal, life lessons, all those sort of things that our ethnation deals with on a daily basis. And I just thought it'd be wonderful when I got this in to say an an homage to this woman who captured this and did the work. If she were here today, I'd love to say, hey, great effing job out there. (laughs) But anyway, um, we just want to shine the light on June. And I think that it'd be wonderful if we take a step back and read from someone's experience like that. Because imagine what their changes are. And then translate that in your own mind. Okay. Where do we go? What do we do? So spotlight shines on June and thank you for what you did and the family and the legacy she left behind.
0: Right on. That's a, a great spotlight segment. Um, I, it, it's neat. I mean, just to, to hear the stories that funeral directors have, heartache and humorous, both one and the same. I mean, there isn't another job out there where you can serve such diverse cultures and families. Um And the planet, so very cool. Great job to June. Um, You know how this works, Jeff. We go from spotlight segment, and we segue into our WTF segment, brought to us by probably one of the most WTF companies out there. When you (laughs) see what they're doing, we're going what? Yeah, the doc and the and their team over at Save My Ink. Um, check them out on Facebook, Save My Ink Forever. Really, really doing some great stuff, but uh, love those guys. So let's get into our WTF segment. Hey, you know what? Uh, I took this
1: personally. This is the photo I found. I'm driving down the highway and I looked up and said, What the funeral is that?
0: <laughs> no way. <laughs> you know what?
1: You we just had this. the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl's going on. And whoever's in the back of this dad dadgum uh, hearse, they're going to be able to take it with them, right? Oh, they're going to be able man. to see it. I want to know if there's a monitor inside the hearse and or the casket so we can watch that show. I think there's I mean, a little couch cool back
0: you. there. There's a little couch back there. And, and and where the panels are along the side is just LED TVs. So, I mean, it's a traveling entertainment system I didn't know you took this. You didn't. You didn't prep me for this. So it was a yeah, I took
1: this. this going down the highway in, uh just outside of Bedford, Virginia. It's Virginia plates on this thing. I couldn't run them down. They probably would have thought I was crazy or whatever. Which you know that's not unusual. But just what's so cool about this too is they still kept that really nice looking Landau size yeah. on there. You know, you got to have that to make it look respectable. So you have respectable. Uh, with the hearse, you got the green. I ain't too sure about that one, but I'm digging the, the back end. The whole Kill thing's on.
0: WTF all the way around. It,
1: it is, This is a WTF machine. So uh, thank you guys from Save My Ink for bringing this That's one because right. this is the bomb here. It is the bomb.
3: This WTF is brought to you by Save My Ink. To learn more about their innovative process, email funeral at Tattoo, Save My Ink creating innovative, everlasting memorials to tell your loved one's story.
0: Well, WTF segment's over. Again, thank you to Save My Ink. You guys are amazing. Uh, What you're doing is is really some innovative stuff, so awesome job on that. Jeff, what's on deck for next week? We know after WTF, it, it winds down the episode, so episode 20 is happening next week. What do we got on the books for that I, I'm excited. We're going to continue our
1: process of brand building, personal brand building. So our folks next week, you're not going to want to miss this. It's this really going to be interesting. We'll have a spotlight on a funeral director and always a fresh WTF, because we can't live without talking about on Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. Right. That's Bye. right.
0: That's right. So, all right, that wraps up episode 19. We will be rolling hard into episode 20. Listen, folks, don't forget to check us out online. Make sure you're engaging with us. Jeff said it earlier. We want this to be a conversation. We don't want it to be just us coming at you uh, really amped up every week. We really want to carry this throughout. So comment. And listen, if you like what we're doing, we get emails every day, comments every day through our own personal channels. Hey, we love what you're doing with, with FN. If you care, please share. There's a button on every social network where you can share, retweet, comment, like. Please share. We appreciate it. Check us out, facebook.com slash TV, twitter at FuneralNationTV, and always our website where you can submit your WTF suggestions and spotlight on a funeral director's um, uh, segment ideas and submit somebody for that. So funeral nation. Dot TV. Hey,
1: don't forget too, Ryan.
0: If you don't like us, tell yeah. us.
1: All right, because right.
0: we want to hear from you too.
1: We you really know? love our haters. Maybe uh,
0: we even I give just... our haters some T-shirts. I don't know. That's it. I hate effing.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a, that's a whole nother subject matter for the poor <laughs> folks. Anyhow, but anyway. <laughs>
0: All right, folks, well, we know it's the show. I don't like Captain. is it's so
1: terrible. The funeral
0: commander's cigar is being shortened. His glass is empty. He's going to take a nap now. So until (laughs) next time, have a great and week.
1: Out here, y'all. Thank you.